Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. I am so, so privileged to be in front of you this morning. Pastor, if you can see me, sir, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you a whole bunch, sir. I wish I was giving you a hug in person. Come on, yeah, give it up, give it up. It's just a crazy time, man. I would love to just go and give him a hug and tell him I love him in person, but with all the, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff, we're kind of limited right now, but man, Listen, everything you would give him and standing in person face to face and in hugs in these few months, I'm calling you to redirect into the place of intercession. Redirect it into the place of intercession and stand, stand with our pastor for healing and life in his body. I'm declaring it, man. I'm believing because God is able above what we can, above what we can see. Well, as always, I'm grateful. Thank you, pastor, for the opportunity and and thank you, house, for just being here and, and being ready. If you're online, hey. I love you. I love you. If you're online, stay there. Stay with us. We're going to talk about some good stuff today. Well, what I want to talk to you this morning about is being a citizen of heaven, being citizens of heaven. And, um, you know, a, a, a few, few months ago when stuff started to kind of heat up in the culture uh, with all the different things that are going, going on, have you noticed, has anybody noticed anything heating up in the culture? Is it just me? <laughs> Okay, I was figuring it just wasn't me. Um, And uh, I had a conversation with a pastor uh, about all this and and told him I felt like I had a a word to share in the midst of it. I've never asked to preach anything in 25 years. (laughs) And and it wasn't a thing of, I think I I got the word. I just said, hey, I believe I have a word for the house, and and if you'd like, I can deliver it. And he said, yeah, I think you do. So... um, that's what this word comes out of. And um, so let's get right into it. Philippians 3, 20 to 21 says this. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. But our citizenship is in heaven. That's our focus this morning. Our citizenship is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful to be here and so grateful that we've already been able to just take part in just such a glorious time of worshiping you and honoring you. And the fact that you are here in the midst, Lord, is what we value. We don't want to just have our services or have our um, ceremonies and, and not think about the fact that you being in the midst is what's important. So that's what we say today. We're grateful for that. Speak a word today in, in, in power and, and bring change to us in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. So first of all, what is a citizen? So I got a couple of things here on a definition for you to look at. So a, a citizen, if we just look at the dictionary definition, an inhabitant of a city or town, especially one entitled to the rights and privileges of a free man, a member of a state, or a native or naturalized person who owes allegiance to a government and it's entitled to protection from it. I'm gonna spend our time focusing a little bit on that definition, that third one. A native or naturalized person who owes allegiance to a government and is entitled to protection from it. Now just like so many things Paul shared in the epistles, he was very pointed and very savvy when it, as it related to culture. Because when the Holy Spirit, which all of Scripture, don't ever get it twisted, don't let anybody lie to you, all of Scripture is God-breathed. 
I, I, some of y'all seem like you weren't too sure. Let me say it one more time. All of scripture is God breathed. All of it. Okay? So there's no need. Those who are, you know, secularists in our culture would like to have you feel like there needs to be some kind of revision. Maybe have more of a, you know, uh, more 2020 version of scripture. God, God couldn't have really meant that. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He meant all of it. And it's all still good. And if you have any problem or difficulty understanding, the best thing you can do is pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you as well as ask him to give you people who know more than you. Because, amen, hallelujah, is there somebody who knows more than you in the world, isn't it? Right? Sometimes we've got to humble ourselves and realize closed mouth, open ear is a wonderful spiritual process. And many people could learn a thing or two about that today in our culture. But that's all I'll say about that sense of God this morning. Listening and hearing what the Holy Spirit would speak to you and the teaching he would bring even through others will help you see that. But his word is all, is all powerful and infallible. And one of the things that happens in this passage of scripture is Paul uses that term citizen. And the reason he uses it in Philippi is um, Philippi prided itself on being a Roman colony. And it offered the honor and privilege of Roman citizenship. So Paul reminds the congregation that they should look to Christ and not Caesar for their model of behavior, since their primary allegiance is to God and his kingdom and not to the Roman authority. And so what I'd come to you today and say, remember, our allegiance is first and foremost not to our citizenship in a particular country or to our background and ethnicity, but our first allegiance is to Christ and his kingdom, the word of God. That's number one. And that's going to be very foundational for us. So in this process, this is a near and dear to subject to me because of um, my story. So I'm going to share a little bit of my story, if that's okay with you today. Um, Matthew put together a, a cool graphic here, but we also have some pictures from my, uh, my background that, that, that you'll see come up here in just a second. And... Um, so there it is, yep, 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 yep. Didn't know you were gonna get that this morning. They ain't gonna charge you no extra tithe for it either. Look at the background <laughs> pictures of myself here. I texted my mom this week, I said, hey mom, I need some pictures from, from like back elementary school through middle school, could you, could you hook it up? And of course, my mother, always faithful. Love you, mom, always comes through. So you could see here, man, I got the sixth grade at the top left, used to rock the suspenders with the T-shirt. Yeah, 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 Chuck Taylors. All you high schoolers, yes, we were wearing those back then too. Um, nothing new, guys. It's just recycled. I love y'all, though. Jordans and all, all that recycled. Um, so all my, my pictures back when I was a kid and playing football and, um, you know, the one in the middle here is really important, which is why I put it in the middle. I'm going to tell you a story about that. But coming up, um, I lived in a town when we moved here from Jamaica. I'm a first generation immigrant. So when we moved here uh, from Jamaica, um, I lived in a town called Davie in South Florida, if you know where Davie is. Um, kind of country, but fairly mixed depending on which part of it you go to. And uh, so I came here as an immigrant. And, and again, if you don't know my background, I'm black, Chinese, mixed in Jamaica. My brother, Nigel, who was up there leading worship. Give it up for our worship team, by the way. Give it up for my, my people. Love them. Um, so so Nigel calls us black and these, if you didn't ever hear it before. I like it. We go with it. Our kids go with it. It's, it's, it's right on. So uh, we're, we're black and these, so that's the deal. <laughs> we're sticking to it. It's working for us. Um, but in the midst of that process, growing up there, what I began to realize, I lived in a neighborhood that was um, a new and upcoming neighborhood. And it wasn't, you know, we were modest middle class folks growing up. 
And, uh, but we were in between two neighborhoods, one of which was an all-black neighborhood to my south, and to my north was an all-white neighborhood. That's kind of wild. So I was literally in between these two worlds. And, um, and it was in South Florida. Um, and it was in the 1980s. So we were just coming off of some craziness in our country, and it seems sometimes like we need to look back and remember how much craziness we came out of to realize how much has been done already and how much good has come already despite the sins of the past. Um, And so I was in these two neighborhoods, and and here I am, black and these, like I've already given the disclaimer, and I didn't really totally fit in either neighborhood because... My mom came up in Jamaica, and my mom was a lover of tennis, and so I got to see, if any of you didn't know, if, if anybody plays tennis, I would love to play some. I, that's one of my, it's tucked away a little secret sometimes. Uh, tennis is fun, but my mom played tennis, so we did tennis lessons as kids, and also my dad's Chinese, and he don't play games when it comes to school, so I was not bringing home low grades. So there's a couple of things there which were guaranteed standard. You're going to be solid in your academics, and you're going to go to tennis lessons with mom, and you're going to play piano, too, because my mom is a master piano teacher, hence why my brother now has a gift to play up here and play piano. Um, but I, I was accused of, of acting white by my black counterparts at that point. Let me play the piano and go to tennis lessons. That's white. But I also went to the white neighborhood and had my friends have a parent or so tell them, don't have that N-word call here. We don't talk to those people. Both, both, I had no neighborhood to go to, back here in the middle. Then I had people from either side say, well, you, you can, you, your dad's Chinese, your mom's black, like, what, what are you? <laughs> I, was, I was like a human being? <laughs> like a, a person? I, 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 mean, I get cut and bleed red the same as you? But what began to happen early was the Lord began to show me. He said, so you don't, you don't belong there primarily. You don't belong there primarily. You don't belong in between primarily. You belong to me primarily. Very early. I'm a man with faults. I'm very cognizant of that. But there's a couple things in the kingdom I got real early down deep in my soul. And one of those was that I don't have an allegiance to a skin color or an ethnicity first. I have a primary allegiance to Christ and his kingdom first. Number one. Number one. And that's part of what I want to really drill into today is the fact that I want every person to know what I know in that. It's part of what the Lord has called me, which is why, if any of you know me, there's a couple of things that you may not have even thought of when you interacted with me. I'm pretty comfortable. I really don't care what the room looks like. It could be all white. It could be all black. It could be all mixed. It could be all Latino. It could be all Chinese. And I'll add that too. The Lord just reminded me how much I wasn't going to ever identify with skin color or ethnicity first because I went to China. Right, I'm half Chinese. And the folk in, in China, when I told them what my background was, even showed them a picture of my grandparents, which has writing in Chinese, which I don't understand, by the way. I had to have a kid from the rock school tell me what it said one day. The folk in China laughed at me like, nah, you ain't that. So it was a reminder again, not for me to be, I'm gonna take up an offense and be mad, but a reminder from the Lord that says, you love everybody through that, and they might be wrong dead wrong, but you love him through that because you belong to me first. Your authority is a higher one. Your allegiance is a higher one. You're not just getting down here in your particular group or tribe. You're in the kingdom tribe, and this is what I want to give to you guys today. If that's you, if that's in any of your hearts, and we all are susceptible to it because it's easier sometimes to just identify for what looks like 
it's like me in the natural. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looks like me. We roll in the same way. We like the same kind. Okay. We got to go beyond that as kingdom people. We go further than that for our allegiance as kingdom people. Our love goes deeper than that as kingdom people. When we talk about loving our neighbor, it's in such a way that we go past what we see in the natural man to love in a way like Jesus loved. And oh, he did love unto the death. And it's what we're called to do. And shame on us if because of skin color and ethnicity, we allow ourselves to be divided up and sliced and diced like the enemy would like to do. Shame on us if we do. What I would like to do is like my beloved Pastor Cheryl, who's gone on to the great cloud of witnesses, used to say, she used to say, sweetheart, you tell the devil to go to hell. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's what we're going to do right now. And I'm serious. With, with regard to some of these issues and the way the enemy wants to come into our space, some of us need to literally learn to be like foot in chest by the authority of Jesus. Get out of my face, devil. We don't have time for that. That's not arrogance, man. That's confidence in who Christ has called me to be and that I don't allow myself to be driven by every wind and wave of culture or what the enemy would want to tell me to do. Christ, number one. Let's build this a little bit more. Let's go to Colossians chapter three, one through two. It says this. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds on things above and not on things that are on earth. So I'll tell you this, your allegiance is to God and his word above everything else. We set our minds on things that are above, not on things on the earth. So the ugliness of, 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 of our racist past in not only our country, and let me give you a clue for all those who would lie to you, it's all over the world. Yeah. I'm going to say it one more time because they won't put me on the evening news for this. It's all over the world. I've experienced it. I'm from Jamaica. I've experienced it there. I've been to China. I've experienced it there. I've been to Europe, many different countries. I've experienced it there. This issue is a sin problem, not a skin problem. It is the wickedness that we then think that somehow we take that which is natural and of the earth and put it above what God says. Our issue is we haven't said first place is God and his word. First place is Christ in your life. The word says he has preeminence in all things. Man, I could get 15 scriptures, but I got one Sunday and thank God Pastor Ron's gonna follow up. If I do anything silly, he'll clean it up next week. But me and him are gonna tag team and he's gonna hit it up next week. But first is Christ. First is the word. Secondly, Colossians 3, 9 through 11 says this. Don't lie to one another, seeing that you've put off the old self. Somebody say, put off the old self. With its practices and have put on the new self. Come on, say the new self. Which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Now come on now, verse 11 right here. Y'all ain't ready for this, verse 11. Verse 11, here, there's not Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. If you take it into the Greek, all means all. 
If you take it into Spanish, all means all. If you take it into Ebonics, all means all. If you take it into good old Southern slang, all means all. Everything he has authority over. Don't allow yourself to piece and parse out God's word and allow yourself to be divided up. I know, man, we're in an election year and people are acting the doggone fool. (laughs) That might not be proper English, but we're in the South and it's all good. That's how we're doing it today. People are acting the fool. Christians, you are not beholden to a party, a skin color, a particular ideology, a particular thought process of any type except the word of God. And if you have been today, I call you with all humility, repent. Repent because it's idolatry. Yeah, I said it. Pastor, you're watching. Hey, if you got to fire me next week, cool. (laughs) No, he's not going to. I know. I'm a son. I love you, my beloved father. That's all I got to say is if if you are there, repent. It's idolatry. It saddens me when I watch believers divided up because we're like, oh, well, well, this and well, that. Now, when it comes to the word of God and truth, sure. But don't come now and get divided up by other things, by the elements of the world. Come on, church. Come on. We know more and we know better than that. Not because of us, but it Christ in us, the hope of glory. So when someone comes up on you with that stuff, you, you know what? Pastor Ken from Alive Church was here a few years ago and he helped us with this wonderful concept. We don't do that here. <laughs> I'm gonna refresh it. Pastor Ken, if you see this, I love you, brother. We don't do that here. It's a wonderful, wonderful process because when someone rolls up on you, I have no responsibility to make you feel good about the fact that you're biblically deceived. I'm going to write back there and set in. I don't have any responsibility to make you feel good about it. It's like my kids, man, when it's time for discipline. I told one of them the other day, again, which I tell them often, they know, listen, dude, listen, 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 listen real fast. Just because you felt good about it did not change the fact that it was disobedience, bruh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one more time. Just because you felt good about it did not change the fact that it was outside of the will of God and outside your mind, quite frankly. <laughs> Just because you felt good. And so a lot of people feel good about stuff. They say, ah, oh, God, I said my piece or I said it to this person or I went on this show. And I, you felt good, so? What does that mean? Plenty of people ruining their marriages today because they felt good about something. Mmm, okay, okay, all right, we're getting real now. Plenty of people cheating and lying in business, and they felt good about it. And plenty of people walking in hatred and divisiveness today and feeling good about it. Sad. But let it not be us, church. Let it not be us. Because what is this? The next point, your identity is rooted first in Christ, not your race, not your culture, not your ethnicity. Number one in Christ. So one of the things I loved about watching Pastor George over the years when, when this church came together, um, me, and, um, me, and, me and Georgia were talking about this the other day, actually, about Pastor George. Like, he don't really care. Georgia had said it to me. He's like, I don't really care who you are. The word is the word. So I'm going to bring that to you. And, and sometimes that doesn't play real nice for some people. 
So I'd rather you kind of massage my back a little bit and, and, and kind of be, and yes, we understand. Words seasoned with grace. I know, I understand that. But being driven in such a way that I will now change the word of God for you? Ooh, I'm stepping away from that. I don't care who you are or what you've been through. I'm not going to change the word of God for you. Nor do I want it changed for me. Listen, if y'all got a word for me, bring the word of God. Don't come be like, well, Jamie's kind of like this. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he has that story he told with the pictures. And, you know, he was, people were mean to him when he was a kid and whatever else. So bring me the word of God because that's what will change my circumstance. The word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of joints and marrow, soul and spirit, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's what I need. It's a discerning of the thoughts and the intents of my heart so I can do what? Submit to the Lord and change. Not so I can feel better about where I am and staying in the sin of this world or in staying in unforgiveness and hatred. I don't need that. What I need is to get on his page, not my page. Burn my page so I can get on his page. Let him write the story. That's truth, man. And that's what God wants us to come in and embrace. Let's be humbled and receive that today, church. Because our identity is there in him. Man, I'm telling you, trust me, trust me, trust me. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. The social media platforms and the media on television, I don't care, left, right, or center, they don't have your kingdom growth in mind. Mm, Jesus, I just shake my head and look to the sky. They don't. I don't care what your favorite news source is, man. They don't have your kingdom growth in mind. They have ratings and money in mind. I'm just saying. Every person with their organization and with their book. Let me take a sip of this water. Because I don't have a cup of tea to sip like Kermit, so I'll... You know that meme? That meme? <laughs> I'm having a good time even if you're not. I'm having a good time. Everything, let me tell you this, in the culture right now, I'd encourage some of you, and I, and I believe this is a word you, you gotta receive. Anything you get right now, there's so much going on, man. There's books, there's movies, there's videos. There's a, let's have this discussion, let's be on the news here. Take everything you take with this word. I read a lot of stuff and, and, and interact with a lot of material, as you guys know. I'm, kind of a, I'm a teacher by trade and then come into ministry. And um, so I'm not afraid to look at material, look at what is being stated, look at what a certain perspective might say. But it is always filtered through the Word of God. Trust Him, number one. Because many of us have an opportunity in our flesh to be swayed in a way that is not biblical. Anything you take, Especially those of you guys who, who are at a level where you just, you can be swayed one way or the other. Take your word. It's not me. It's your word. Take the word of God and look at whatever you are looking at through that lens. Because my God, arguments can be made one way or the other. And let me give you a scripture. I'm not even going to charge you any extra for this one. It's not even in my notes. Colossians chapter 2, one of my faves, verse 8 through 10 tells us that we are to not be dissuaded. We're not to be deluded by by, by elements that are of the world, by thought processes and philosophies that are of the world. Because it sways us from not being directed by Christ and what his word has to say for us. So today, I'm telling you, if you're taking in any material, 
any book, whatever it might be, take it with the word of God. And listen to me, man, you got a limited number of hours. You are not beholden to anybody to have to read every single book somebody told you you had to read to be whatever they want you to be. I'm not even going to use the terminologies people want to use right now within regard to that. But not every book is worthy of your eyes as a believer. No, I do mean that. It's not worthy of your eyes because you're a child of God looking to him. What does it say we do? We look to who? The author and the finisher of our faith, Christ. I don't have to look to every elemental spirit of the world. I look to Christ. I might be open and hear and understand because I need to interact with you, but I don't allow myself to be dissuaded from what the word of God says. Because if you come to me now and you're saying, hey, adjust this in the word of God, that's where our conversation's done. But, oh, isn't that hate? hateful? How? Jesus actually says in the scripture, he comes sometimes to bring a sword. Oh, you mean gentle Jesus? Make him Read your Bible, people. Read it, all of it. Not just the parts you like, because there are some parts you don't like. And I'll tell you this firsthand experience. I've changed sermons and teaching that I was going to bring to people because I went back to the word and I was like, oh, snub, unbiblical. Humble your, it's humbling. I was sitting right there preparing a sermon that I preached to y'all a few months ago and I had to take, change a whole two lines and I was like, yeah, that's okay, but that's not really Bible. So I said, I'm gonna show up just because I like it and it works for my emotions and my ego? No, 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 no. Let me give you a tip. Everybody spell with me. D, D. I, I. E. e, die <laughs> to you and what you want to receive what he has. It's so much better. He knows so much more than we know. And we are so finite, but man, he's so gracious and kind to us and long-suffering. Then when we do stuff, and we're like, we thought it was the best plan, and in the light of eternity, it was just dumb. And he still doesn't throw us out, man. Gracious, merciful, kind, that's who he is. Receive that today. Receive all of what he has for us. So I encourage you, man. Let's go beyond. I'm going to throw another scripture at you. Acts 17, 26. In this whole idea of being divided up, here's what the word says. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling. So from one man he made all of us. That word there, when it looks at nation, every nation is the Greek word ethnos. If it sounds familiar, it's because it is. Ethnos is where we get our word ethnicity. So your ethnic backgrounds were predetermined that God would have this thing happen. It's not just the concepts of secularism and evolution. And let me say this. Evolution and secularism are not our friends. They're being pushed strongly in our culture right now, but they're not our friends. Because evolution and secularism leave room for the lies that have divided us racially and ethnically for generations. Instead of having us approach things biblically. Understand that. That a secularist, ungodly, atheistic, whatever perspective you want to say, a perspective that takes him out, is literally what gave us the divisiveness of races to begin with. Instead of telling us that we have one common ancestor, Adam who we all come from. So whether or not you got a little caramel shade like fern right over here, whether you're a little bit lighter like Travis who likes a little bit of sun, or whether you were lily white like some of y'all in the room. Whatever shade, 
we have a common ancestor in Adam. And even more than that, we now have a primary allegiance to Christ. So when somebody wants to divide me up from my white brother, I'm like, get up out of my face, bro. When somebody wants to put a wedge between me and my Filipino or, or whatever other Asian country you want to pick, brother, nah. When somebody wants to divide me up from somebody who has a different mixed race than mine, I don't have any time for it. Because the first and primary allegiance I have is unto Christ, and there is no division there. Get it in your spirit today. There is no division there. Well, we do. Who is we? We do this and we think. Who is we? I'm going to ask that to every race in here. Who is we? We as a believer better be in the kingdom of God in Christ. That's the only place for it. Because here's the deal. As a citizen of heaven, here's three things you want to look at. One, you're not less because of your race, your culture, or ethnicity. children of God when you come to Jesus. We're all under that same curse of all of sinning and falling short of the glory of God. But then when we come to Christ, we're all in him. So you're not less. You are made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. So there's no diminishing of that. Second, you're not better though because of your race, your culture, or ethnicity. Remember, how do you come? What's your value in Christ? So don't ever come thinking, oh, it's because of what I possess in my background or my culture or my skin color that divided me up, made me better than you. Or hey, we, we who, again, who is we? There's no we except we in Christ. You with me? Now, that's difficult for some because again, man, we can be nationalistic for sure. We got our flags, we got our background, and we do ancestry.com or whatever else. I am kind of in Pastor George's camp with that. Man, just take me all the way back. All take me all the way back to the father of faith. Take me back to Abraham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's where that faith that now made a way for us to then have faith in Christ and be saved comes. Take me all the way back there. So you're not better because of that, but also here's the last one. You're a new creation in Christ. This is it. You're not denigrated because of your race. You're not elevated because of it. You're a new creation in him. You are in Christ. So here's how I'd like you to remember it. When considering race, culture, or ethnicity from a biblical perspective, don't denigrate, don't elevate, appreciate. It's a simple one to remember. But when you hear that in your mind today at lunch, after you wake up from your Sunday afternoon nap, whatever, I want you to think of what the word says. Don't denigrate. Don't elevate, appreciate. Appreciate who we are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 says this, from now on therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Do we? I'm pausing there for a reason. I want, I want us to stop and be introspective for a moment. Do we? Do we regard people according to the flesh? because we're not called to. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. 
The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So when I look at you, when you look at me, our vision has to be a vision which looks beyond what we see in the natural man. See, what, what, what the cultural and the sociological idea of race has given us over years is divisiveness. Because then I gotta, I gotta figure out my people. Again, who is my people? Who is we? I'm asking serious questions because I've asked them in myself for years. Who is we? As a believer, everything else is shut down because he's first and my allegiance to him is first. So there is no my people in the natural that we embrace. Come on, it's what we get sold all day long on TV and in our schools, guys, so I understand it's hard to get with. Oh, we think this, and we do this, and we do that, and then my group over here, and then, then we divide it up into politics further and all of that. But I'm coming today, man, because I want to put a size of my shoe. I think I got like a size 10 shoe. Size 10 foot in the chest of the enemy and say, leave us alone and go back to hell where you belong. And I encourage you to have the same spirit within you. Because lest you think this is just about some kind of, yeah, you know, America's going through the election season and some crazy stuff. It is a work of hell. Now, you don't have to amen me this morning. I don't want you to meditate and think about it this morning. It's a work of hell that wants to divide up God's people. Because guess what the word says about us? Creation is groaning, awaiting the sons of God being revealed. And when we sit ever making ourselves look as foolish as those who don't know him, what hope are they awaiting? I know I'm being kind of heavy today, man, but, I, but listen, because I want God's people, I want us to come to the level we need to heard it said level up that's what we need to do right now church and it's not about us it's about him and the thing is every issue of culture every hateful situation is dealt with as we come to him yeah the stuff that was said to me when I was a kid from all the different communities of race was difficult but you know what the Lord taught me that I went beyond that to say forgiveness because to do less would be to do what his word will go against what his word says. Forgiveness, love, mercy, grace and truth. That's everything he has for us, guys. So today, my encouragement to you is let's go beyond what the natural man would say to us. Let's go beyond what our culture would say to us. Let's go beyond what people want us to kind of join their line or this line or that line or click this box or check that box. And let's say, no, my first and primary allegiance is to the Lord. I am a citizen of heaven. I am a citizen of heaven. Now that picture, can I throw that picture back up? I know I'm throwing you guys off a little bit and I'm a little bit over time, but you'll forgive me. Jesus is Lord. That middle picture, um, I never forget that picture because the white shirt, you can't see the pants quite well, but there was these like, uh, they were like this uh, light blue minty color 
pinstripe pants I was wearing. I, it was like the coolest thing to me. I was like, yeah, man, I wore those things. And I was like the man back in the day. I remember the outfit because that was the outfit I wore the day I received my citizenship, my American citizenship. So the day I was naturalized, as they call it, in document, documents. <laughs> and it was a special day for me. But remember what I told you before? That day never overshadowed what Jesus was teaching me, what the Lord was speaking to me. That listen, bro, doesn't matter what citizenship you get. Doesn't matter that now you've taken that Jamaican passport, now you have an American passport, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody puts you in as far as a category because they're like, man, you, your mom's black, your dad's Chinese, uh, where you at? It doesn't matter because you belong to me. And your first allegiance and your primary citizenship is in heaven. That's what it means to me. It means I can value the fact that now I stand and I'm one of the most patriotic immigrant folks you'll find. Man, I'm standing. I'm like, yes, man, I see military guys. I'm like, man, can I buy your food, whatever? I am just so grateful to be here. But trust me, it does not supersede the kingdom. If America sins, call it sin. Jamaica sins, call it sin. China sins, call it sin. That's all my background, actually, if you didn't notice. Be ready to say, first and foremost, I am kingdom. I am a son of God. I'm a daughter of God, beyond all this in the natural. So if I've wronged my brother, I go to my brother and I make it right. If I've wronged my sister, I go to my sister and I make it right. If I've acted in a way that does not honor the Lord, I go to him and I go to his word and I repent. My cue and my direction is his word and his spirit. My value comes because he has said I have value. My direction comes not because anybody in the culture has told me what I need to do, act like, read, or watch. It comes because he has spoken a word to me of what I need to do. And the place that God has put me in his kingdom is his business, not mine. The skin I'm in, it is what it is. You got to love me if you want to go to heaven. <laughs> Not like me in person, you know what I'm saying? Or just don't walk in that hatefulness. Don't be a hater. Be an appreciator. Don't denigrate. Don't over-elevate. Appreciate. Come on, stand with me today. Lord, I'm grateful for your people today. God, I thank you for this house and all these faithfuls who are here, God. We're so humbled, Lord, that we are here in your kingdom, in your household. Our trust and our hope is not in ourselves. It's not in anything that we have within our natural man, but it is in Christ, the hope of glory. And so today I speak over this house, Lord, that they will be as bright lights in the culture that we live hearts and minds submitted and surrendered to you, eyes fixed and focused on Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith, standing firm in the word that you have given them, Lord. I bless this house and I speak over them rest and peace in you. Every person which is not in the building today, God, I speak again the same thing, rest and peace in you, trust and hope in you, primary allegiance to the kingdom of God and to what your word has to say for us today. And now I want to take a minute, Father, if there's anybody in this room 
If that's you today, every head bowed, every eye closed, man, if that's you today, that you don't know this allegiance because you don't know Jesus yet. Online, if you're there as well, we call out to you. If you don't know him yet and you need to know him and you want to commit your life to Christ, I'm just going to give you in a second a chance to put your hand up and say, man, I want to pray a prayer with you and I want to hear and know that the Lord has called me home to be a son, to be a daughter. Just what we're talking about today. So again, heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you, throw a hand up and we're going to pray together in just a minute. We're also going to pray anyway because there may be some online. Okay. All right, so what I want you guys to do with me is pray this prayer this morning for anybody who needs to receive that. Anybody online, anybody within the sound of my voice needs to pray this prayer for salvation. Let's pray it today. Lord Jesus, Jesus. thank you that you gave all for us. We understand that we were in sin and that your sacrifice washes that sin away and restores our lives to right relationship. So we wanna thank you, Lord Jesus, for your work on the cross. We wanna thank you, Father God, for your mercy and love shown toward us. You receive it today with joy, with thanksgiving, and we say you are Lord, you are Savior, In Jesus' name. Come on, say amen. 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 Come on, lift it up to him. Come on, thank him today for his goodness. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.